1: Edify one another, just as you also are doing. Beloved, as a believer, as one who has trusted Christ for your salvation, you and I, we ought to be comforted with that knowledge that at any moment, at any day, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with that trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first and then we which remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall ever be with the Lord. Many times
0: we can become uncomfortable with the topic of the end times. It's an area that many have strong opinions on and we find ourselves overwhelmed by the hopelessness that seems to be just around the corner. Today, Pastor David reminds us that we shouldn't avoid this topic, and as believers of Jesus, we don't have to be afraid of it. We can take comfort in the knowledge that our Savior is coming back for us. He's going to rid the world of the evil currently in power and take us home to be with him forever. Now here's Pastor David in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 with part 2 of today's message, The Times and the Seasons.
1: says, I will bring distress upon men. They shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like refuse. Neither silver nor gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. And yes, I understand that there in Zephaniah he was speaking about a soon fulfillment of that prophecy because the Babylonian Empire was very soon after the time of Zephaniah's prophecy, very soon after that they came down, seized Jerusalem, overran it, and took the people into captivity. Understand that but I also understand and know that he was speaking of a greater and a final fulfillment that final day of the Lord. Quite often in prophecy, and I've shared this with you before, the prophet is given a vision of a close hill. And he prophesies the message of that close hill. What he may or may not see is that beyond that hill, there is a higher and a bigger mountain that that prophecy also covers. He's covering a soon fulfillment, but at the same time, he's speaking about a greater fulfillment yet to come. The very day that Paul refers to here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, He says, concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now back in chapter four, Paul told the Thessalonians that he didn't want them to be ignorant. He didn't want them to be uninformed as far as what was going to happen with those that had died prior to the coming of the Lord for his church. Now here, in dealing with the final judgment, Paul tells them there is really nothing that he can tell them concerning the timing of the final coming judgment. It will come as a thief in the night. And in in essence, he's saying, we just need to be ready for it. We need to be anticipating and expecting it to take place. Truly, the exact day and the time of the coming of the Lord can't be calculated but we can look at the times that we live in and we can begin, again, to anticipate and to understand that that day is actually coming closer and closer and closer. The last days began at the beginning of the church age there in Acts 2. That was the beginning of the last days. Well, beloved, that was 2,000 years ago. We are, I believe, in the last of the last days, and you might say, well, you know, people have said this is the last days for years and years and years, and yet the Lord hasn't returned back. Well, that's exactly what Peter warned the church about. People forget about the fact that the only reason it hasn't taken place is because of the long-suffering and patience of our Lord, not wishing that any would perish, but that all would have eternal life. We look at what Paul is saying here. We look at the times that we're living in. And even as Paul says here in chapter five of First Thessalonians, down in verse three, he says, for when they say peace and safety, oh, the Lord's not coming back. Everything is fine. Peace and safety. Says then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. How many of you know that pain? as labor pangs upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Other than the signs of the times that I believe are so apparent all around us, mankind's not going to be given any other further warning of that coming judgment. It's been declared through his word. It's been declared through his preachers and his prophets through the years. It's now being declared in the signs of the times that we live in it'll come upon them suddenly like birth pangs without any kind of forewarning, like a thief in the night, as he says. They'll be living in a time where by and large they're satisfied with life and it seems to be easy for them at that time. And then suddenly it'll come upon them. Even so, All around them, while they're at peace, while they're at ease, there'll be this continuing growth in the multitude of the signs of the times. Warren Wiersbe states that the signs of his coming are discernible, even though the moment of its arrival is unpredictable. We can look at the signs and we can anticipate the reality, man, it's gotta be getting closer because we see all of these events coming into play. The fact is, gang, since the birth of the state of Israel, and with this exponential rise of knowledge and technology, the history of our planet has never been more completely ready and ripe for the fulfillment of the signs of the times and the second coming of Jesus Christ. I believe that, again, since Israel came into being, man, it's wide open at any point, at any place. Many believe that, no, all these signs of the times, all of this that the Bible speaks about, all of this has already been taken place. All that we read in Revelation has already been taken place. Yes, the Lord may come again, but it's nothing like what many evangelicals say. One of the reasons they say that is because they've studied and been trained under those who are writing commentaries during the time before the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And before the nation of Israel came, if you look at the prophecies, you look at that and say, I don't see how that can take place because Israel's gone. So it must have been all fulfilled prior to 70 AD when Israel again was destroyed by the Romans. But you see, Rather, God had a plan, and God gave rebirth to the nation of Israel. And now all of those prophecies that could have never taken place outside of Israel are now ripe to continue to be fulfilled. Now, without going too deep into each of these areas, because we don't have the time and we could literally spend a great deal of time on this, I want you to just consider some of the signs of the times that we see even now. We can look at nature, okay? And again, you can foo-foo this one way or another and say, well, no, we've always had these problems. But the reality is, is even those who are secularists, who don't believe in the Bible, believe that this world is winding down that it could not for very long sustain the humanity that's on it. We see earthquakes going on, we see plagues that are going on, Uh, famines all throughout the world, famines that are, again, through natural causes of lack of rain, therefore the crops aren't growing, or famine that comes because, again, evil people come in with a genocide, killing people and destroying crops and destroying all their ability to be able to grow food and we see these famines going on we see the signs in the heavens tell you what you know they talk about some of these snowstorms and some of these hurricanes and some of these tornadoes some of these major storms that we've been having again we see all of these things happening and continuing to grow you think well i don't think that that's a sign of the time well go ahead and just put that in the back of your mind as we add a few more to it look Look at the, again, through the world societies, all the world around us. The societies, again, it seems like it is the times of Noah, the times of Lot. We see this growing rise, again, of lawlessness and of violence, of immorality, of greed, of selfishness, of hedonism, of rebellion, and of despair. And beloved, that's just in the United States. We see it actually all over the world. The young generation coming up with no purpose, no hope, because again, they see the world just again imploding upon itself, the society imploding upon itself. We see positive as well as negative spiritual signs false prophets and false christs have been around again since the beginning of the church but the popularity of many of these continued to grow apostasy within the professing church in other words believers who are walking away from the lord people who have been committed to the Lord all their life and backing down from that commitment. We see a widespread heresy within the church. Churches that should be solid, strong in their foundation, no longer preaching the truth of God's word, but they're preaching a feel-good gospel, a a name-it-claim-it type of gospel that, again, gives the strength and the power to man and reduces the power of God. We see worldwide persecution of true believers. As a matter of fact, the movie Tortured for Christ, speaking about the persecution, but persecution is happening right now today. Our brothers, our sisters in other areas of the world are sitting in prisons or their lives Are being threatened, or their homes are being destroyed, or their children murdered, their wives being misused and mistreated right now because they dare name the name of Christ. They come up, and again, we see this happening throughout the world. We see this continual growth of demonic and cultic activity. But on the positive end, we also see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that within that remnant of true believers, we see that growth of. The work of the Spirit within their life, strengthening and encouraging them. We see worldwide evangelism taking place on a scale that has never happened. They laid to rest the body of Billy Graham, a man who, during his lifetime, was able to speak the truth of the gospel to millions upon millions of people. Beloved, that's when the technology of television came in. You thought, wow, that's awesome. You can preach, it can be televised and hundreds of thousands of people can watch it right now. Beloved, I want to tell you right now, if you have a blog, you could write a blog right now speaking the truth and the hope of the gospel, and it is available then worldwide to as many as have internet connection. And that's why websites, again, proclaiming the reality of these signs of the times, proclaiming the truth and the hope of the gospel, it is building up more and more. And people who are lost in these cults and occultic directions are hearing the word and are coming to Christ. They're coming to Christ by dreams and visions even, again, in these third world countries. We see this outpouring work of God. We see a growing interest even in the understanding of the Bible and of prophecy. As a matter of fact, we could do a news blast for the next couple of weeks that says, hey, on the last weekend of April, we're going to have a prophecy conference, and we're going to have this prophecy speaker and this prophecy speaker I guarantee you, we would be filled to overflow capacity every night because of the curiosity that people have on this whole idea of end times prophecy. We can look at the world political system even now. We, first of all, we look at the reestablishment of Israel. That, that, I believe, is the biggest sign of the times that we have when Israel became a nation once again because through them, so many of the prophecies that we know of is being fulfilled because the nation of Israel is back again. And it's no wonder the hostility that is coming against Israel because Israel is God's plan and Satan will do anything and everything he can to destroy them. We read of wars and rumors of wars. Yes, they've been going on since mankind has been here. But again, the rise of that and the focus of those nations that we read about in the chapters of Ezekiel that are aligning themselves together to come against the nation of Israel. And again, we look at this continuing movement, this try to get a one-world government, a one-world economy being put in place. Pretty soon a cashless society where you have to have a credit card, but, you know, that credit card is too easy to lose, and so they'll use other features. And it's already being shown, it's already being used, it's already being demonstrated, again, those microchips that are implanted. And you think, man, what a fulfillment of Bible prophecy, If you don't accept it, if you don't do what they want to, all they gotta do is turn it off. You will not be able to buy or sell the very thing that the Bible spoke about. And years ago, we would look at that and say, well, how could that be? But beloved, it's happening before our very eyes. We see a population explosion. We see increase of knowledge. We see an increase of violence. We see an increase in the ability to be able to be move from one nation to another. Within just hours of time, you can be almost anywhere in the world. Rapid disintegration of society. Again, these continual birth pangs that are happening. In the whole idea, the concept of Israel, this regathering of the people, again, fulfillments of Isaiah and Ezekiel, the reestablishment of that state, the reclamation of the land, the revival of the language, the resurgence of their military, the refocusing of world politics, even against Israel, and the reoccupation of Jerusalem. One other thing in dealing with this idea of Jerusalem. In Luke 21, verse 24, Jesus stated that the Jews would fall by the edge of the sword. They will be led captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Well, that's exactly what happened not 40 years after Christ prophesied that or declared that in 70 A.D., the Roman legions under the rule and direction of Titus came and destroyed Israel and took them as captives, spread them out to other nations. And from that time on, there had been Gentile occupation for 1,897 years until June 7, 1967, when Israel finally won back the city of Jerusalem during the six day war. I believe that as Israel is taking over the city of Jerusalem and gaining more and more control on the city of Jerusalem, that God's time clock is getting closer and closer and closer to the end. We look at Jerusalem right now, Jerusalem is recognized simply as an international city. And this whole issue, this whole concept of the United States and other nations that are finally and fully recognizing and declaring Jerusalem as the capital city of Israel, beloved, I believe it is an absolute fulfillment of a prophetic sign. Personally, I feel that when Jerusalem is recognized as the capital of Israel and it is under the full control of the Jews, then the trampling underfoot of the Gentiles will be complete. There'll still be Gentiles in Israel. There'll still be Gentiles in Jerusalem, but it will not be under the control of Gentiles any longer. What other nation, think of this, what other nation in the world would allow other nations to tell them where their capital is going to be. That it makes absolutely no sense. Bah, but Jerusalem, the world, the Gentiles are trying to control it. And when the Gentiles no longer have control of Jerusalem, I believe that the time of the Gentiles will be completed. The Jewish reoccupation of the city of Jerusalem, their final control of the city, I believe is proof positive that we are living in that season of the Lord's soon return. Jesus said it would mark the end of the Gentile age. Beloved, God never pours out his wrath without warning. Because as Peter tells us, he does not wish that any would perish but that all would come to repentance. Jesus says that when we see all these things come together, he'll be right at the door ready to return. God is warning and I believe that Jesus himself is at the very gates of heaven waiting for his father's command. Can I go yet, dad? Is it time, father? Is it time? I believe that the brass section of heaven is having warm-up sessions even now. Question is, is, are you ready? Are you ready? The Apostle Paul speaks as though you and I as believers should not only be ready, but we should be anticipating, expectantly watching. Not just looking for more signs, but listening for the sounds. Verse 15. 4 still in chapter 5. But you, brethren, you're not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You're all sons and daughters of the light and sons of the day. We're not of the night nor of darkness. He says, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that rather we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. And then once again, he brings in those words. Therefore, comfort each other. Edify one another, just as you also are doing. Beloved, as a believer, as one who has trusted Christ for your salvation, you and I, we ought to be comforted with that knowledge that at any moment, at any day, the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with that trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we which remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall ever be with the Lord. We're comforted, we're edified by the knowledge that there is going to be that coming, that dreadful day of the Lord, coming as a thief in the night. It's at that point that, that, again, all that we know is gonna be changed. The wicked will be judged. The world will have a final time of God's judgment. Reality and the truth of God's word is that Satan and the beast and the false prophet will be thrown into that final, eternal lake of fire and brimstone. But the unfortunate reality is Anyone whose name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will be placed there also. That's the truth of God's word. That very point, that the Lord will make all things new. He'll make a new heaven. He'll make a new earth. And only those whose names are listed in the Lamb's book of life will enter in. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Question is: Is are you ready? Open our from by the open
0: word. As followers of Jesus, we will face persecution in this world. There are many who refuse to acknowledge the truth and perfect love of the Savior, and thanks to the influence of the enemy, they'll try to thwart our attempts to share the gospel. This isn't a new development, however. Persecution of Jesus's disciples has happened since the beginning. But that doesn't mean we have to give in to the taunts and misleading teaching. We can be like the Thessalonian church of which we've been studying with Pastor David, becoming examples to those around us who believe. You never know who may be watching and who might come to know Jesus through your perseverance. We are so glad you tuned in today to Pastor David's teaching on the open word. And we pray you've been encouraged. Would you like to hear more messages from this series in the book of 1 Thessalonians? Pastor
1: David's here to tell you how. Hey, Thanks, Chris. All the messages you enjoyed here on The Open Word are available on our website. Just visit theopenword.com and click on Teachings. You can scroll through our archive and listen online, or you can download the teachings to take with you on the go. I've even provided my notes for most of the teachings, so you can read right along. You might see something new your ears may have missed. Feel free to share any of my teachings if you feel it would benefit a friend or a family member. That website, one more time, is theopenword.com
0: Thanks, Pastor David, and thank you for joining us today for The Open Word.